Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The show's going to start a little bit different tonight. I have to bring you some sad news. After much research, um, seems I'm going to have to pull somebody from, uh, not the Hall of Fame, I'm not doing that tonight, but uh, pulling somebody from the top 10 running back list. This is hard for me to do. I really like this guy, and uh, it's hard for me to say. You know, football lover, football historian. But I'm pulling Bo Jackson from the top 10 football uh, running backs list of all time. This guy's being yanked. This is ridiculous. I mean, we've, we've I've seen how Bo Jackson is great. He's this great running back. But I'm sorry, I have to pull Bo Jackson from the top 10 running back list. He's yanked. This guy doesn't even have 3,000 yards in his career. Doesn't have 20 touchdowns. So I'm sorry, Bo Jackson, if you're listening to this. I regret to inform you. You're not a you're not one of the greatest of all time. You're not you're not great. You're not an NFL great. I looked at the stats. Sorry, Bo Jackson. This isn't my decision. It's just as it's how it has to be. So um, you know, it's hard for me. And uh, you know. I, I'm gonna John, I'm gonna interject real quick, buddy. Uh this is one thousand percent your decision. So don't you dare. Say to Bo Jackson, this is not my decision. I'm sorry, Bo. Um, it's it's I, this is I wanted to believe John John, John I, I was I wasn't planning on saying thank a you word. For, thank you for coming to my press conference. I, I hold on, John. I wasn't gonna say anything, but the audacity oh, of this man. Oh, of this man. Eric, never, is, is there something you want to say or, or Jay, I've never been so what's the word I'm looking for? Flabbergasted, disgusted, uh, disappointed. I think I'm shocked, disappointed. My my sideline sports hat, Jake. Because now I got one too. I yeah, like our buddy, the screen. Look at this. this is beautiful. But, you know, I like back. I like that. I like that. JB Ellis. Anyway, back to the. But but you know, Eric, sir. You, did you, we you enter bizarre world? Did 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 we truly just enter bizarre world? John yeah. Shear actually said that Bo Jackson is not in the top ten of greatest running backs of all time. And then he left. He didn't even come to defend himself. He just left. You know, I'm kind of glad he's not here because this conversation would go nowhere. With a, with a comment like that, I'm just done. There's not much I, I could possibly say to – I may have lost all respect. What? That, that, what, what, what is wrong with him? Well, Eric, how much time do you have? Because I'll start trying to listen. Not enough. All the Clearly not enough. And we got something else to do. We can, we can table this conversation for another time. But rest assured, John Shear, this is not the last you've heard of me. Hey, talking John, you to better you show, you better show up, Jackson. So we got a huge, we got a huge show going on tonight. We got the MLB preview. Wow, uh, with Gabriel Santiago from WinBet coming on in just a moment. We got a Masters preview coming up around nine o'clock. You know, so we have a lot of stuff going on tonight. We we can't be talking about absurd nonsense. I I you know I just before we we switch topics here I just I'd like to point out John had the audacity to say what he did and then I brought us on screen to you know to discuss at least a little bit like a true press conference right the the person at the podium takes some questions and John just said nah I'm out I'm done I'm leaving he just he just he just left he didn't even bother to stick around I mean. You know, th- to me, I, I can't me, even. I, I can't even look at that block anymore. Can can we put our guests in here? Because oh, real quick, just, I want to say this. So to fine. me, it takes balls to say that, but it takes bigger balls to stay and handle it. And he doesn't have bigger balls like I thought. He just he just left. He said, "I'm done. Goodbye. See you later." No, I don't right. bother. Uh, okay, let's get fine. I think that's the line. Let's talk baseball. 
Oh, yes. yeah. Without John, without John, his yeah. his yes. sport. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about with Adam, but that's fine. So we have uh, Gabriel Santiago from Winbet that's joining us tonight. Welcome to the show, Gabriel. Oh, here, hold yeah, on, welcome, gentlemen. Oh, he's back. Wait, wait, All right. no, 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 no. Oh, we had him for a second. No, no, we're, we're no. I think Eric's removing him because this is John's sport. We're giving a little bit of the 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 cold shoulder, if you will, right now. I think. That's understandable. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. Um, that was a, it was an aggressive take to kind of come out and start the show with. I, I wanted to hear him back it up. I wanted to hear at least a little bit of analysis as to why he thought All that. Right, well, I, because I, because you are the guest and that's what you. John, do you have anything to respond just to that? Not to you'll have else. to tune in later in the show. Uh, got a little bit of baseball to talk, but make sure you tune in later in the show because that's coming. Are you, are you planning to back yourself just up? Little. Just a little tease. I always back my words up. Yeah, always. okay. All right. Fine. Anyhow, never... Gabriel Santiago, Thank writer you. for WinBet. Thank you guest. so much for joining us. Hey, pleasure um, to be here, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Um, sorry that this started this way. That was uh, – I, I had no idea. Apparently, JB knew about this to some extent. I don't think he knew what John was going to say. I think he no. knew about the uh, – No, I would have nicked The concept, and that was started. about it. So I'm sorry. Okay. That was uh, – I'm. Uh, yeah, I – Gabriel, talk to what? us about baseball, please, because I don't want yeah, to hear from John Shear right now. I'd love to. You know, it's it's April yet again. The years and the months have been flying by. It's a little weird. Um, we kind of measure time since the pandemic now or since at least the start of the pandemic. But I'm excited because it sounds like and it looks like after the owner's lockout that we're going to get a full 162-game season. So with that on the horizon, opening day is Thursday. And working in the gambling industry, it, it puts a little bit of a different perspective um, in your mind, but uh, you know, I've played the game of baseball since I was about four or five years old, so I'm always going to be a fan first. So, definitely excited to uh hit the season and do all the research. But at the same time, I'm here in Las Vegas, I'm also interested to turn a profit on these games. But, like I was saying, there's a 162 game season. Betting on baseball is unlike betting any other sport out there. You know, it's I can kind of compare it to listening to music in a way. So, you have your pop music and the stuff that's on the radio. I would compare that to betting football because everybody does it more or less, whether we'd want to admit it, everybody plays football. Whereas betting baseball could be compared to more like someone who listens to classical music. You might not find a lot of people who do it, but it's a whole different approach. And those who do do it are usually all about it. So yeah, definitely excited for a season and excited to chat with you guys. Would you compare right it to someone who actually would formulate their lips to say such atrocious atrocities as Bo Jackson not being a top running back, would you, would you attribute betting on baseball to that possibly? Oh, no, I don't even think I uh, – betting on baseball is a different beast, but I don't even know if it's uh, quite out the way as making a take like that on Bo Jackson. I'm born in 1992, okay. so I didn't get to witness Bo's career firsthand, but uh, I grew up outside of Oakland. Most of my family are Raider fans. I definitely know the legend of Bo Jackson. I've seen his game tape. I played football myself. Uh, tape like that doesn't lie. I think raw speed and athleticism like that doesn't lie. That's just where I'm coming from there. But again, I'm being born in 92. I might not have the best insight there, but uh, yeah, I would never say anything like that. I would. Okay. All right. Thank yeah, you. We I'm sorry, try. JB. I didn't mean to interject. Please go ahead. I oh, know. So right now, who are the odds on favorites of the betting world to, to be in the world series? Uh, definitely. Um, the odds on favorite and it's, we're getting both sharp money and public money on it is the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think when you go through their lineup, um, really position by position, you, you take a look at their bullpen, you take a look at their starting rotation. It, it's pretty easy to see why they're the favorite. The Dodgers have been stacked on talent for quite some time now. So I uh, definitely can see that. Uh, yeah, at the moment, um, to make the World Series, the Dodgers are sorry, to win the World Series, the Dodgers are definitely leading the way. Behind that, the Mets are showing similar kind of backing right now. Of course, we're going to see a little bit of movement there with the news of DeGrom coming course a lot of the money had been already before DeGrom was announced to be sort of mm, I don't know what's the right word to use with DeGrom I don't, I don't want to say shut down because it does sound like we are going to see him at some point this season but it just seemed like that may be you know what it is it's DeGrom being DeGrom he gets hurt before the season even starts he comes back he pitches a little bit and then he gets hurt again and then he's done for the season yeah, definitely hard Thank to argue with down. that. The guy's a wizard on the mound, but it, it doesn't matter if you're not out there on the bump to do it. Uh-huh. Look, hey, so I mean, Gabriel, uh, can you, you can you um okay, Dom Derubius, John Cheer. I love this Dom guy. All right, you know what, John, John, you're back in timeout. I can't talk to you. Gabriel, we want to talk about talk baseball first. About 
Austin Meadows because I, I live down here in Florida and I've watched sure. him play for the Rays and I've seen what he was capable of doing, being one of their leadoff guys and 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 truly being a leader and a pivotal player on the Rays team. But now going to Detroit and the Tigers, what's your impression of that? Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see. The Tigers, they haven't necessarily taken a stance. Like they haven't necessarily gone all in or have really committed to a rebuild. I know they also brought in Baez, but Meadows is a really good all-around athlete. And a guy like that at the top of your lineup, he, he's going to be a spark plug. So it's obviously a positive move for Detroit, but it is just tough to get a, like a, a solid feel on, on where they're going to head. They play in the AL Central, so there's definitely – I want to say that's probably the soft mm, – Maybe not the softest division at the moment in Major League Baseball, but I think it's among the lesser competitive divisions. So Detroit, you know, they, they could be relevant. And Detroit is definitely a city that is is looking for sort of that relevancy from one of their pro teams at the moment. It would be nice to see that out of the Tigers. But, yeah, I think that is one of the bigger question marks in the American League right now are the Detroit Tigers. Let me ask yeah. this. We, 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 yeah. talk, we talk about the Mets. Sorry. We talked about the Mets. Are there a, a good amount of bets that say they won't even make the playoffs? Because if you ask me, Mets aren't even making the playoffs again. Mainly because you just talked about DeGrom. He's already hurt. Scherzer was already bumped down to day two because of whatever problems they have. Sure. I mean, you're getting a lot of bets that they might not even make the playoffs. I, mean, I know you got bets that they'll go all the way somehow. But are there bets on the opposite side they won't even won't even make it that far? So it's actually interesting that you propose that. So right now at WinBet, we don't offer that market, but I am familiar with the market of you can place money for that certain team to not make the playoff. I can tell you, though, about their numbers that we have about them, you know, uh, backing them. Sure. So as I mentioned, they are the second favorited team to win the World Series, but that's only in ticket amount. In terms of dollar amount, they're not really ranking that high, which is an indication okay, that, that sharp bettors, professional bettors aren't really putting too much stock in it. We like to say that's the rule of thumb. It's not always true, but the ticket amount will represent the public bets, and the money gotcha. is obviously going to represent the professional All right, bets. so who's who's topping in the money? Not for, Forget the tickets because I'm curious what the, the professionals are putting out. Let's hear that. And I'll go back to it. The Los Angeles Dodgers, Dodgers. are going to lead the way in both of those departments, yep. and it's, it's a little scary. They actually have a bigger lead from the rest of the pack in the money department as opposed to the ticket department. So we're, we're seeing – Pretty all-around support for the Los Angeles Dodgers headed into the season. The NL West, I think, probably will be a, a stroke or two back from what it was last year. Uh, the San Francisco Giants probably aren't going to win 107 games this year. Yeah. They'd be lucky to win 90, honestly. I think they still have some strong points, but, yeah, I wouldn't expect them to do that. The Padres, once again, are going to have to start the year without their uh, flamboyant and flashy shortstop. It's it's really hard to make that car go without Fernando Tatis Jr. there in the gas lamp. Absolutely. But the Padres still have talent. Again, I just don't think the NL West will be quite at that level that we saw last year. So it, it really is, again, it, it seems like it's the Dodgers commissioner's trophy to lose, as foolish as that to say. I mean, no. baseball, It's it really just comes down to who's playing hot when, when October comes around. And I think out of the main sports, I think it's the hardest to get like a a prediction early, but you have the largest sample size of data going through the season. So it may be hard to predict that right now, but you know, in two months we'll have a whole slew of data to go off of and we'll give us a little bit better direction or at least of where I'm personally playing. Anyway, I can always look at the public's numbers, but of course, you know, we always don't necessarily trust the public. Now, do you have um, anything up for the American league rookie of the year? Cause you have Julio Rodriguez in Seattle, Spencer Torkelson in uh, Detroit. Uh, you know, you got some great young guys, Bobby Witt in Kansas City, who got called up. So you have three top prospects coming up and playing on teams that are trying to make a move to the middle of the pack from the bottom. Do so you guys have any uh, markets on that right now? Absolutely. Yeah. So Bobby Witt has led our American League Rookie of the Year market so far. He is also the favorite there. He's, he's a pretty chalky pick right now at plus 300. So in a Rookie of the Year market, I, you'd like to see a little bit more value to go with somebody. I think Bobby Witt Jr. is a great all-around player. I I can't really I can't really argue for somebody wanting to make that play, but you would like to see a little bit more return on it than plus three hundred, considering the field of Rookie of the Year is quite large. But also uh, Spencer Torkelson, we've seen a pretty solid amount of support for him. Uh, Riley Green as well, and then um, who else did you mention there? Uh, also, of course, Julio Rodriguez has uh, showed a fair amount of support thus far. I know. I appreciate you guys not mentioning Adley Rushman. 
Thank you very much, the four of you, for not mentioning Adley Rushman. We have because he's on a twenty-nine million-dollar payroll Orioles. We, Thank you. We for... have we have a whole show devoted to that team. So why yeah, but you didn't mention here? him. He's a rookie, and you he's know, coming we, up this year. Team, the real team in the division doesn't have a show. Oh, we're talking that about rookie of the year, yeah. not team rookie. John, you want to talk about the Oreos? Wait till you do. Oh, what a show! Rookie otherwise, of the year. Otherwise, Rushman is a. Otherwise, if you're not if you're not on O with a show, I don't want to hear about the as JB likes to call them the Oreos. I don't care. You guys are finishing bottom of the barrel. You're not even coming close to the rest of us. I'm not saying the Yankees are winning the division because that division is as tight as it gets. It is hard. I understand that. But the 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 one thing I know is this. I know who's coming in dead last, and it's not the and Red Sox, it's not the Rays, the year, it's not the Yankees, and it's not the Blue Jays. I know we're who it is. Talking about an award. And you know what? If you like Rushman, you can still get him for plus six hundred. That's a uh, that is Thank the fourth fourth shortest odds. So only Witt Jr., Torkelson, and Rodriguez have a uh, shorter odds than him there. So yeah, it's it's not a terrible play. I mean, John, you know why he's not a rookie of the year on a last place team? I mean, it could happen. That's why he won't win it. He'll be on a last place team. He'll be on a forgettable team. And so not because it's right, the voters will say, ah, his team stinks. Automatically forget about him. Yeah. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. But we all know that's exactly what they do. They look at – it's the same thing with MVPs in any of the sports, right? Bingo. If your team wins eight or nine games in football, for example, right, you barely, you know, get over 500, you miss the playoffs, forget it. It doesn't matter who you are. Guys like Jonathan Taylor completely overlooked. Why? Because of the way his team did. They don't care. Right. They'll have the same problem. We'll have the same problem in baseball, John. It doesn't matter. And even if he is the best rookie, they won't pick him because of his team. And I, I, I'm That's one time I'm saying that's – that's a bunch of baloney, but and I, I can piggyback that too. And not to go off on too much of a tangent, but that's great how you made that NFL argument there. Um, here in Vegas, I work with quite a few Chicago guys. I don't know if a lot of them like to come this way, but uh, a lot of them are really, really big on Justin Fields for MVP next season. And I get it that they're getting him at a, at a really high number, but I just don't see it yet. I don't see the Bears being good enough for him to even be considered for the award. And I, you know, I, I know we're not, this is not exactly apples to apples here, but no, but it's fine. That's, I'm glad you bring that up because that may be that may be worse than anything. That that's that's not that's not as bad as what John Justin said, but that's, that's up there. That's pretty bad. What? I mean, listen. You know, he, he's another guy. He's a good all around athlete, but, yeah, I think but in the coaching has, and with has, the surrounding players on his offense and everybody else on that Bears team, how do you figure that that's who you want to play well, your money on? For you know, it, it's he neither here nor there. To show you that he's MVP exactly worthy. no. I mean, Right and he now, just lost Allen Robinson. Like, I was gonna say, right now you might as well. Just, you're, it's. I would prefer to rather label him as a bust than a future MVP right now, yeah. based on what I saw. Not that I think he's a bust. I think he's going to be a good player, but fair. I would sooner call him a bust than call him a future it's MVP fair. based fair. on what I, I saw. Everybody always got to be hating on the brother. I knew it. Everybody no, just hating on the brother. The hey Gabriel, do me a favor. Person. When you see when you see my man Jake uh, Jake Meister out there, tell him I said what's up, man. Hey, he was the one who was really big on Justin Fields, so that's funny that he's the exact guy. I love Jake. Yeah, Jake is someone who started with me at the exact time at WinBet. Got a lot of love for him, so I will uh, relay uh, the condolences. Yeah, there. yeah. Let him. Funny let him know. Let name. him know. Let him know. Aaron um, Wilson from the Sports Arena. I, I cover the sky for the last three seasons, awesome. so oh, I know yeah, Jake I know very well. And I, when you said Chicago. Me. That was the first name I thought. Uh, of. I was oh, like, yeah, probably okay. my man Jake Meister out that's there. That's funny. Yep, that was. I him. want to address this Jake thing. Dumb. It's because he's Barry Sanders, first of all. And he ran 2,000 yards, right? He's one of the greatest right? all-time players in, in, in general, let alone in his position. Barry, that's number Barry's one. in a different second level of all, compared to everybody else. Yeah. Second of all, that's yeah, the key that's right the there. You made the playoffs. Making the playoffs automatically increases any player that's in contention for an MVP awards odds. Always, always, always. Why? You make the playoffs. All of a sudden, they think you can actually win. And that's all they care about. And I assume that was right his 2,000-yard season. I, that's my assumption Probably. if he won the MVP. Probably. That was his two grand. Oh, I'm I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm, getting tired of, I'm getting tired of John Shear. I'm getting tired of Dom DeRubius, man. I'm telling <laughs> yeah, Dom you. Gabriel, page today. man, back to – back. yeah, like JB said. Back Hold to on, baseball. real quick. John, that was his 2,000-yard season, by yep, the way. You're correct. Um, when when back you look at the makeup – since you are, uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say, since we've been talking so much about the AL, you're an AL guy. Yes. Me? No, no, I'm a National League guy. It's funny you say that. Oh, I you are. Okay. All I right. The game through and through. Right. But yeah, I grew up a Giants fan. I grew up Ooh. watching NL ball. I like, I like stolen bags. I like the hit and run. I like the bunt. 
Uh, the DH is here, though, on both sides. The designated hitter okay. is probably here to Ruined stay. Ruining the game. Ruining the game is hard. But I wanted to talk to you about the DH position, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that with the rule change that they now implemented into this season. Yeah, um, I see what they're doing. I see what they're trying to do. But, again, as a National League guy, I've just always been a big proponent of if you're going to go to the mound and throw pitches, you should also get in the box and, and face a pitcher yourself. And at the same time, it just goes so much more into the strategy of the game. I understand that there's a lot of there's a big school of thought that thinks the support of baseball, especially in the uh, younger cultures, is dying, and that maybe adding another big bat into the lineup is going to help reboost that. But you know, I don't I don't think that baseball is necessarily dying. People can bring up all these numbers to support that and whatnot. But at the youth level, kids are still playing baseball. I feel like at higher numbers than any other sport. Uh, I, I don't think I'm a proponent for the designated hitter going forward. I mean, maybe to have it as an option, but I, I don't think it's something that needs Best to be guest ever. Best guest ever. You know what would be You're a great option? It would be a great option. Whoever's the home team gets to choose that night whether there's a DH or the pitcher hits. How about that? How about that? That way home field advantage – I don't want to hear it anymore because that's just stupid. A great take. Like, why would make home field advantage matter? That's so stupid. I mean, why? if you play interleague, it's the same thing. Like, if you're no, in an on. American league, John, I'll park, tell you, you got to use the DH. Which I'll is, tell you exactly why it's a bad idea because it's it's not going to become a mystery. After a couple of games, teams are going to figure it out pretty quickly. Who's going to do what? And so you can pretty much tailor your lineup right around it. Yeah. And it's just like what we do now. It's nothing different. It's nothing special. Yeah. It's you pretty easy. Before You'll the say, game starts, before the lineups are put in. You know, I think yeah. it'd be fantastic. But it's it'd make but, home field matter. No. But I heard no, a, a pretty John. interesting comment from somebody at the bar a couple weekends ago. So we were discussing this exact thing right here, the implementation of the DH into the National League. So what he said, and this is like he's a real old school baseball cat. He said, if you're going to make DH mandatory in the National League, you better make sure it's mandatory that the DH in both leagues is on steroids because – if you're going to make it a mandatory DH, I want to make sure this guy is going to hit 520-foot scuds. Hold on. If you do this, you're going to be plastered by the end of this episode. Look, this is all, that matters, your alcohol. all that matters is shift is good. dead. That's all that matters. Shift is dead. So now we can go back to baseball because that stupid shift is gone. Let's play baseball. That's all I got to say. I'm not opposed to it either. I'm with you on that. You know, I once like I agree with John, which is – Weird to say, I don't like, I don't like agreeing with John. Period. But Jake, what is wrong with you? Last week you missed John because he wasn't on the oh, show. Now yeah, you're oh, agreeing I'm with John. I'm gonna destroy you tonight for that Aaron Rodgers take. You left him out of your top three quarterbacks. Don't you worry. I have not forgotten that. So you will get yours okay. tonight. Later. I'd like to say out. I did not do that. Eric did that. So anybody that thinks I did that, it was not me. I, I didn't touch anything. So oh. right now the American League East probably. One of the top two divisions. JB, um, who right now? Who's uh, favorite in the division betting wise? Uh, so far, Yankees strong, strong support. But you know what? The Yankees—they're a team kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs, kind of like the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to get support no matter what. But this year, I think the support is warranted for the Yankees at the moment. Their lineup does look pretty scary all the way through. Hopefully, Garrett Cole can you know get back to his dominant ways there for them. Of course, the Red Sox are also turning out uh, a fair amount of support. But, again, that's just kind of – like American League East has teams that are iconic in a way. So people turn out at the gates for these teams no matter what. Uh, Toronto, though, I think is probably going to be the best value there. I feel like Toronto is probably going to be the most valuable play. I think they're they're younger than most of the other teams in the American League East. And they're just super explosive. The Blue Jays, the way they play, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, they – I'll say, I'll throw this out there and say, I think the Yankees are better this year than they have been the last, at least the last year, maybe year and a half to two years, mainly because Luis Severino, hopefully barring another injury, will actually be able to be back and pitching. And so they can finally start to have the rotation they intended to have with Cole and Severino's that one, two punch. Even if Cole is not worth the money that we pay him, it doesn't matter. Even if he's a good pitcher, like, even if Severino retakes that number one lead and you put Cole at two, that's a pretty good pitcher to have at number two. Things will look right. better. So I think things are a little more warranted this year than the last few years because when you lose a guy that was just up for the Cy Young Award before an injury, right, and then you replace him with Garrett Cole, okay. But 
the team didn't improve necessarily. They more Garrett just, Cole's horrible. No, but, horrible. No, but they more just replaced at that point, right? Horrible. You replace Garrett Cole and Luis Severino. All you're doing is you're taking one Cy Young and switching it with another more or less. You know, and they, they bring different things to the table, but Paper awards. You know, you're you're Paper you're, awards. you're changing it. You're just interchanging them. Now when you have them both in tandem, even if Cole isn't as good as we hope he's gonna be, it doesn't matter because if he's your number two or even demoted to number three, that's a really good number three to have. That's not it's not a problem for the Yankees because they have other pitchers to to fill those spots. But having Severino back and hopefully healthy and better, to me, that warrants actually betting on them and picking them to have a chance at the division. Without him, I would admit I think the Red Sox had a better chance. But Chris Sale just got put on like the 60-day IL, uh, I think, yesterday or two days ago. So the Red Sox lose a pitcher, and the Yankees are hopefully gaining one. I think the Yankees, I'm not saying they're guaranteed to win, but I think it's a little more warranted this time. Another October disappointment of the Yankees. Hey, I, I know on. I'll experience. Listen, we're have not built faith. to win the World Series. Have I do faith. have faith. I have Does faith that we will not win the World anything, Series. Gabriel, uh, I guess that news that we heard about Aaron Judge and then it was retracted by Carlos Beltran recently about him getting a contract extension and then he was told to rescind his comments, so he did. Does that change anything when it comes to like betting? You know what I mean? Like guys get guy like that gets an extension, you know, then maybe it changes the morale or whatever of the team. Like, does that change anything when it comes to bets when you hear that news? It, it definitely can. Uh, it, it didn't for us in this instance per se. And I think it, it just goes back to what Jake's saying. Like the Yankees are like super deep. They, they don't have a lot of weaknesses at the moment. So it's tough in one, like, honestly, you see that mostly in NFL as it pertains to quarterbacks or really, really dominant defensive players. Typically with baseball, like unless you're, you're somebody like Mike Trout, who we usually can count on going on the shelf at some point ugh, as it looks now, then uh, with baseball, yeah, we don't, we don't typically see the line movement on accordance of just one player, but sometimes it's a lot of little things that can add up between several guys going on through the clubhouse that will show some movement because the, the way movement is done it can be either of two ways. Either a bunch of money is coming in on one side or there's news that happens where the odds makers need to put their heads together and decide collectively if the line needs to be changed. And those are just the two main ways of movement. But now typically for, for Aaron Judge, just the one player, now we wouldn't see movement there. Okay. Thank you. So Gabriel, thanks thank so much. We appreciate you taking the time coming out thank tonight. You, uh, if you can let everyone know where they can find you and um, more about WinBet real quick. Yeah, of course. So WinBet, we are the digital sports betting platform for Win and Encore. Uh, we're not playable in Nevada on the digital app at the moment, but we are in, I want to say, upwards of about 10 states at the moment. That's going to be the big states like New Jersey, New York, Michigan, Louisiana, Arizona. You can find WinBet there. What I do is um, I author a lot of the editorial editorial articles. Sometimes I handle the social media, but you can find our editorial hub at winbook or winbet.com slash the playbook on my socials. You can find me on Instagram at GPS underscore on the mic or just tune into UNLV baseball. Sometimes I'm calling play by play. Awesome. What do you what do you get off? Go on Twitter and tweet that you're on. Let everybody know. So they can watch awesome. We'll do. Hey, I thank That's you boys for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime you'll have me, I'd love to come back on and course. talk ball with you. Of course. Absolutely. Hey, tell Jake I said what's up and oh, we'll, we'll holler at you. Me. He got back to me. He said to tell him what's up and he said <laughs> until you guys can connect connect the next time. But he said to tell you what's up. That's cool. All right. Appreciate that, man. Thank you guys. Thank, thank you so much. Care, have a great night. All right. So before we go to our next guest, John, how you started the show was utterly disgusting. I've lost respect Thanks. for you. Thank you. I'm glad you're an Oreo fan. So every time Thank the Yankees you. beat you this year, I'm going to rub it in your face. And when I've we beat never, you, I'll do it two times I've, as much. I've never, oh. I've never started a show where I just said I wanted to bury my head in the sand. Thank you. I want to go down the block to the beach and just bury my head. That was the worst take I've ever heard. So you've had some Hold bad takes. You haven't even heard the stats. Yet. I don't even need the stats. John. You don't right. need no the stats. John, no one cares. You were blatantly disrespectful. No one cares. Blatantly. And the fact that yeah, your well. man, Dom DeRuby, has co-signed on this one. Thank you, Oh, Dom. I got words for you and him. But luckily, we got another guest coming in here today. But trust me when I, I tell you. I won't even bring up the Delman Young double against his Detroit Tigers from years ago. Won't from even bring over. it up. Okay? This conversation is far from over. But we got another guest Sounds in here that good. we need to talk to. Because right now, that man is more important than John Shear. I'm saying That's Absolutely. I'm not arguing with it. All right. So let's bring in our next guest. We're going to to discuss a little golf. We got Mickey Dennis here. Hey, Mickey, how you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. 
Mickey is a great golf name, by the way. Mickey is a great golf name. I just have to say, I love it. It fits perfectly. Just saying. John, I think think it does. I I wish I was a little more than a weekend hack, but you know. I'm going to say this though: John's trying to get on your good side because he knows not at all. He knows how he started the show. I I just think the the name fits his golf, John. John, Perfectly. you are just you are being a suck up to the tenth. I don't crisis. suck up to anybody. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I just had to say it because John knows he messed up at the beginning of the show. He said, "You know, I, I don't, don't mess up. About it. I don't want to talk about it." I... Anyway, we got right. Mickey on here, Mister Dennis. So, so Mickey, we're, we're not going to lie to you and say that we're, you know, golf experts because none of us are. I think out of the four of us, I probably know the most about golf and. The only reason I've learned is because of daily fantasy. So we should have Will Stein on here. So tell us a little bit why the Masters is basically the premier golf event every year. Yeah, well, the Masters is uh, one of the four golf majors, the four biggest tournaments of the year, and it happens to be the only one that is played on the same golf course every year. And I think that's where it gets a lot of its glory, especially is the fact that every single year, you can remember that shot that Phil Mickelson hit through the trees on 13 or that chip in Tiger Woods had on 16 in 2005, which I'm sure the roars are still being heard. Around <laughs> it's being played on this. It's rem- being played on the same course of the year. Oh yeah. A lot of people do. Nike got a great advertisement out of that one, but it's played on the same course every year. And I think they do a great job of being able to set up the course so that it rewards really good shots coming down the stretch and punishes the bad ones um, more than any other course in the world. Um, I love the other three majors. Uh, I grew up, I fell in love with the game, going to the U.S. Open one time, but the Masters is definitely the most memorable. Um, And I think it's mostly because it's played in the same venue every year and everybody's able to remember all the great shots that were hit the year before that and the many years before that, too. Hey, Mickey, I got to ask you, man, how exclusive is this? Because just trying to be a part of the Masters at Augusta. I understand it is truly a who's who of, of, of just celebrities and athletes and, and people, but can you talk to me about the exclusivity of it? Because trying to simply be at Augusta for the Masters is like pretty much an act of Congress. Right, right, yeah. In order to actually um, get a ticket, they need to hook you up with uh, a member of, uh, the course or a member who gets tickets somehow and you're able to get a badge for that day. I've never been there. Uh, I know people who know a few people who might be able to get me in there someday. Um, they said on the secondary ticket market now, it's a little bit easier in order to get tickets, but um, to walk the grounds there, even in a, uh, even in a practice round would be awesome just to see all the humps and bumps and all the beautiful green grass and first weekend of April would be an incredible thing. Um, I, I, there is a secondary market now. Um, I'm not sure what kind of prices you'd pay, but I can't imagine it being very cheap. Um, so yeah, they do, in the past, they needed to hook you up with a member in order to get a badge. So um, incredibly difficult to do that, just to be on the course, to walk around. So the big news that came out today is Tiger's gonna attempt to play. Is Tiger a legitimate, does he have a legitimate shot at? Uh, going out there and putting on a performance yes. we're not going to forget like he did before or is this yes. just he's going to be there? Yes. Uh, I, I lean towards if Tiger didn't think that he would be if he didn't think that he had a ch- good chance to win uh, that he wouldn't be playing. He's just that type of competitor that I think he would have just kicked the can down the road a little bit more. So if Tiger has a good chance and I don't think anybody's more in tune with their body maybe in any sport than Tiger Woods because he's remade himself several times throughout his career. Um, Do I think he can win? Yes. Do I think it's still a long shot? Probably. But uh, if he finds himself on that 10th tee Sunday afternoon about 4 o'clock with a chance to win, it's going to be hard to bet against him because that guy is able to play the course um, better than anybody ever. He he knows how to plot this wood around around his way around the course. And um, as John Rahm was saying in his press conference today, uh, Tiger Woods plays the course from memory more than anything. Um, Not so much physically. 
the one thing that does concern me, though, is that it is going to be a little cold uh, for Tiger on Saturday. The temperature is not going to get around the 50s. And he did say in his press conference today that um, when it is cold, that it is tougher for um, him to recover. So that could be an issue to, to monitor and to look at. But I have a hard time doubting the guy if he's in contention on that 10th tee. But uh, I still think it's I still think it's a little bit of a long shot. Now, one of the things that I've noticed in golf over the last few years is there's been an influx of young players. I almost call it the Tiger effect because, since, you know, he showed everybody how great he was when he was young. Now we got like the Jordan Speeds who are really young and there's an influx of them. Uh, who are we looking for this weekend that'll be fun to watch? Uh, if you're really looking for someone fun to watch, I am a big Justin Thomas fan. Um, going back to the Players' Championship, uh, that Saturday with the wind blowing crazy, he put together one of the craziest, best ball striking rounds I've ever seen, given the conditions, being able to work shots in both directions. Um, he's not even 30 yet, and he's one of the best players in the world. If his putter came around, uh, he hasn't putted well yet this year, but his putter came around, um, and it very well might. He, he'll be a big threat. Um uh, obviously, Jordan Spieth, we, you mentioned him, uh, the young gun. He definitely plots his way around that course well. And I really like uh, Patrick Cantlay, who hasn't played great this year, but a guy who's able to be the strategist, probably the best strategist in the game now that Tiger's kind of taken a back seat. And um, the way he plots and thinks his way around a golf course is quite incredible uh, if, you, if you ever want to step in and watch him play. Is there a dark horse uh, in that you would think could win this? Like that we don't really, you know, know about. Like a legit dark horse, not not just name. Um, yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you two. Um, real, real dark horses. Real, real deep. Their odds are over uh, plus ten thousand right now, but um, <laughs> they might even be able. To, so this is. Uh, these are deep dark horses, and there's a few more in there that I could talk about, but I'll give you the two deepest ones are Taylor Gooch and Tom Hoagie. Um, usually one of these guys finds their way uh, into contention on Sunday. Will they win? Who really knows? But there's always one guy you're like, wow, how is he here? Um, the one thing that's tough is that at Augusta, there's only been one first-time champion, and it is both their first times playing there. Um, first time champion as in not at the first masters, but ever since then there's only been one and that was Raymond Floyd back in 79. Um, but the way they strike the golf ball and you have to be able to strike the golf ball really well, um, around Augusta and they're both up there in the strokes gain T to green category this season. Um, so I really look to those guys, uh, as true dark horses, not just guys who are, you know, known on the golf stage or known on the everyday or every weekend watcher, but um, aren't known to the person that's just going to tune in this weekend. You mean like the rest of us? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, to the, to the rest of us that don't know as much. Right. So and, along those lines, Mickey, um, we got, we do have a question. So who's one of the grizzled vets who you feel has a chance to win this, this weekend at the masters? I really like that question, to be honest with you. And I don't know where it really um, is defined as grizzled vets. But um, if I, if you're looking for really grizzled, uh, Bernard Longer keeps finding his way in, into contention on Saturday. Um, he's, so, he's over 60 now, but he's still somehow able to compete with these guys. Uh, the course was lengthened this year a little bit more. Um but every, every single year, every couple of years, him or Fred Couples finds a way to at least make you think on Saturday this could be the moment. Um, other than that, uh, if you consider Tiger a grizzled vet, um, at, at this point he might be. Um, but I, it's really turning into a young man's game. Um, I don't really see anybody, no one on my list of uh, – over here of short of chances to win um, or people I would look at to win. None of them are really over 35 or 40. So 
uh, it's turning into a young man's game, and I think Augusta might be a young man's course. All right, so, so John, you and I still have a chance. Eric and JB, they got nothing. They're, they're too old. <laughs> so, Mickey, uh, just before we let you go, uh, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Every now and then I write um, for the Major Sports Network, um, which is the majors.net. Or I've also written for Elite Sports NY a few times, elitesportsny.com. Uh, but I just started up my golf Twitter again um, today in anticipation of being on your show. Uh, that is at three footer for glory, which is three footer. And then the number four glory, number three footer, number four glory. You can find me on there and uh, I'll be tweeting about the masters all weekend. No doubt about that. Well, I definitely appreciate Jeff taking a couple of minutes and referring me to you, Mickey, and we appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, we definitely would love to have you back on in the future to talk some more golf with us. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Thank guys. You, yeah, appreciate you coming you, on. Have a great night. Enjoy we'll the golf. Definitely. Will do. I hope you guys will tune in, too. Um, oh, I'll try. Tiger's oh, playing. I, I'm, I'm watching. Don't even worry about awesome. it. Awesome. Thanks yeah. for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yep. You're welcome. You have a great night. You too. All right, John. This was, uh, you know, I, I to to sound like Thanos for a minute for our Marvel fans. This is inevitable. Okay, this conversation was coming. You knew it had to happen. I, I can't believe I you left to... Aaron Rodgers out of the top three of NFC quarterbacks last week. Man's just avoids the nobody addressed this again. The man just nobody addressed it. Eric was on my side. Excuse you. Uh, well, I mean, JB, oh. did you set him straight? Did the comment section set you straight? You put Dak above Aaron Rodgers? You want me to give you my logic Listen, again, John? He doesn't get simple. to talk with the Bo Jackson. He cannot speak the rest of the show. I no, think I'll make it real continue. simple, John. Aaron Rodgers, if we're talking regular season, 100%. Not even a question. If we're talking about playoffs, I honestly would probably rather Dak right now, and I'll tell you why. It's real simple. He chokes Dak too. Hold on. Hold on. Dak hasn't. Dak hasn't proven too much that he's going to lose all the time, at least. What? Dak, I'm, I'm ready to give him a chance, at least. Aaron Rodgers, I watch him lose in the same fashion every single year. Dak hasn't lost like like Rodgers has. Dak is young. He's got a chance still. I'm, I'm waiting to see what he can really do in the playoffs. That's that's me. That's me. Okay. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm giving him the is benefit like of the doubt. one in three I mean, or something I, like that in the playoffs? Aaron Rodgers is just as bad, probably, if I picked apart his record. The guy that just went back-to-back MVPs. John, you are the John. Do you hear yourself? You do I have to, to, to check the tape with you? No, 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 above no, no, Aaron Rodgers. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm talking about the playoffs right now. I'm talking about the playoffs, not the regular season. The playoffs. John. I'm so done you, about Aaron Rodgers. Hold on, hold up, hold up. Let's let's do this. We're gonna go remove remove. It is it is a one. Here, we'll go one v one. Bring it sir. on, sir. You and I, you and I both know. You love to talk about how bad Aaron Rodgers is in the playoffs. But and much, that is I'd where much the, rather have Aaron Rodgers over Dak Prescott. I'd have a I'd take a lot of people over Dak Prescott and any day fine, of the week. But but my point was Aaron Rodgers loses in the playoffs. He does. It is, it is death taxes and Aaron Rodgers losing in the playoffs, my man. Those are the three constants in life. I don't care what anybody else tells me. That is a constant at this point. Aaron Rodgers got one one run. And this is coming from a guy that likes Aaron Rodgers, that enjoys watching him and appreciates what he does. Dak is why I chose him, simply because he hasn't proven to me that he's going to constantly lose in the playoffs as much. But, but he's, how he's can only you put Dak and Matt Stafford? How, did, how can you put Dak and Matt Stafford above Aaron Rodgers? Matt Stafford had one run. He had one run, and Matt it didn't Stafford. even look great in the Super Bowl. Like, he's lucky he won that Super Bowl. Matt not, if on, not for on. Joe Burrow not being, able, you know, not being able to hit Jamar Chase, he doesn't win that Super Bowl. So, like, how can you John, put Matt Stafford over him so after easily. one run? I could pick any player and say, oh, they don't do this, they lose that game. So we're No, not I'm just saying in the NFC, like... We're not playing that game. I'm not playing that game because... Does you can go ticky tacky on every single game, every play. This doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. It's stupid. Okay. Matt Stafford in one opportunity, he got one chance so far with a legitimately good team, right? I think that's a fair statement. Oh, yeah. In his years in Detroit, Dom, I'm sorry. He never had a truly good team. He had good players. He had Calvin Johnson, 
but he never had a good team. Okay, Matt Stafford with one season with a good team, he shocked the whole world, including beating Tom Brady and wins the Super Bowl at home in LA. And and I give him his flowers for that, of course. But so, it's only been one. They both won one. That's Super fine. Bowl. But that's fine. But my point is, Matt Stafford gets one opportunity. He goes out and does his job. Aaron Rodgers gets that kind of opportunity every single year. And what's he do with it? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Absolutely. I still like, zip. like I said, it would be Brady, Rodgers, Stafford in my top three in the NFC. And nobody else comes close. Nobody okay. comes close to NFC. But I'm talking about, we're going to the playoffs. I would personally, at this moment, with everything I've seen, I took Dak. I don't like Dak. I can't stand him. But you know what? I think I got a better chance winning with Dak right now. Why? Because at least he can be he can be molded. He can be fixed. His issues can be fixed right now. Aaron Rodgers does the same thing every single year. And guess what? He doesn't learn. I, I just have to ask one question before we end this. If you gave Aaron Rodgers what Dak has or had these these years with a Hall of Fame offensive line, Zeke, the weapons, he has you know, that. all that. Like if he no, but he he's doesn't have those weapons. He but doesn't he's have had, he's had he's had equivalent. He doesn't have a whole he hasn't had a Hall of Fame offensive line. Absolutely like, wrong. Dak has been sitting on one of the best lines you're gonna get nope. for a long time. He's had Zeke, he's had receivers. You question, know what I mean? Like I assume, I assume your question is going to be, would Aaron Rodgers win a Super Bowl if we gave him all that? If you put him on the Cowboys with that nope. roster, I think he does. Nope. I think nope. they, I think they would. Because the, the reason the Aaron Rodgers loses in the playoffs as often as he does is not just the team around him. He makes mistakes. I will give you a beautiful example. Recently, this year's playoffs, man, he couldn't beat the Niners. He couldn't Nobody beat, could the, beat Ni- the Niners. Really? Nobody could beat the Niners? I said nobody could. Like, Dak couldn't. Aaron Rodgers couldn't. Special Matt teams did. couldn't. Matt's the, hold on. My point is, Aaron Rodgers put up, what, 10 points? 12? It was 12, 10, 13? 10 points. Uh, 10 10 points. points. I, I know it was, it was around that number. I just yeah. didn't remember. Thank you. He put up 10 points. That was your league MVP that put up 10 points. Um, last time I checked, Dak put up more points against them. Did he not? Both were, yeah, both were disappointing performances. But but you do have to factor in the weather Aaron a Rod- little bit for Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, you want to know? Let's talk no, about I'm the weather. I'm just saying the dome. Aaron in- Rodgers, hold on. You, let's talk about the weather, John, because yeah. you brought that up, good sir. Yeah. Do you remember what Aaron Rodgers said before that game? He I was excited not. about the elements. He couldn't wait because he said he plays his best football in that weather. And then we saw him go out and put 10 measly points up on that board. But I'm I saying, rest my you, case. You mentioned about case. who put up more points. Of course, Dak is going to put up more points. Like he's why, in a why dome. Of course, why? Of course, John. <laughs> he's in why a dome. Course? No conditions. Like of no course, what? Man. That doesn't mean anything. In perfect conditions. Aaron Rodgers wanted to play at. Aaron Rodgers was so excited to play at home in the elements where he seems to play best, which is the equivalent to putting Dak in a dome, and then he put up ten points. I rest my case. <laughs> it's equivalent to putting Dak in a dome. It is. If you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers who loves playing in the elements, that's where he excels. That is the equivalent to putting Dak where he excels in a dome. Do you gentlemen disagree? I didn't even. JB's muted. I didn't even know Dak excels. JB, what you got, buddy? Enough enough Aaron Rodgers. He's Garrett Cole. It's a waste of time. He's a loser. Losers will lose. Guaranteed. It's just, it's a waste of breath. Like I said, death dude taxes. Plays in Green Bay, he can't win in the weather. What more do you need to talk David, about? David, it's real simple. Death, taxes, and Aaron Rodgers losing in the playoffs. Simple as that. I rest my case. Thank you very much. You know what I wanted to talk about real quick that came out this week? We've got to switch to NBA real quick. That the Lakers got Westbrook, but, you know, it was talked that they could have got DeMar DeRozan. And where they would be with him as opposed to Westbrook. And do they even have a shot still with four games to go to get get to the play-in? Nope. I'm going to tell you this. It doesn't matter who they would have gotten. They weren't <laughs> going to win anyway. How about that? No, I disagree, Jake. No, I, no, I've hold on. Hold on. Played. Hold on. I can't, I can't side with you on that. Listen, there's a lot you and I agree with. That is not one of them. DeMar DeRozan, granted, 
is an all-star player. Okay. However, I will agree with you that even if he was a part of the Lakers squad, they would not, they would be in the same position they're currently in. That's exactly. And I say all of that because of Anthony Davis. Yep. Anthony Uh, Davis has not been healthy. (laughs) He's never healthy. Okay. So that's why I'm saying to you, it's one of those things. Look, Dom, we're not talking about Rodgers anymore. Find something else to watch or, or come back tomorrow night, man. He's, I'm tired of Dom PTSD. He's late. He's tired. late. PTSD from Rodgers. All right. All right, Eric, back to what right. you're saying, man. So I just feel like the Lakers is currently constructed. You take Westbrook out. You put DeMar DeRozan in. You take maybe some of those other pieces out and keep some of the pieces that you sent away. Would the Lakers be in a better position? I honestly don't think so. And I do put a lot of that on the fact of the health of Anthony Davis. So would they be – okay, JB, you know what? I'll put it to you like this. They wouldn't have to be in the play-in tournament, but they would not be a high seed. I would put them at maybe seven or eight. That's what oh, I'll yeah. say with regards to the Lakers. Um, I just – I, I just, find it amazing how, you know, LeBron got all the guys he wanted and – He's going to miss the playoffs, and I'm and, enjoying it. Well, I'm going to say this: He talked this. He got the wet. He got Westbrook to come there instead of DeRozan. He was the catalyst for. Oh, hold yeah. on. According to, to according to Magic, you want to talk about LeBron? I want to I want to bring this up real quick. Uh, Lakers are playing right now, aren't they? I believe they, uh, tonight they played. Correct. Yeah. LeBron's sitting out. In case you didn't know that. Yeah, he. Now, I don't care if he's got an ankle injury ankle or not. Injury, yeah. I don't want to hear the excuses because he just sounds like Glass Joe 2.0. Excuse my stupid rhymes, but that's what I'm he not, sounds like right now. I'm not going to talk about LeBron. No, I, because I, he's no. I, I at the most like pivotal him. time, he's just sitting out. I get he might be injured, but I guarantee you, if this was, if this was to be, you know, let's say this was to make the playoffs. This is a, a must-win game. Playoffs or out. You know, you're you're gonna you're a fringe team. If you win this, you're in. You know, he's playing hundred percent. But why he's not playing is because it's only to get into the play-in tournament, and he'd rather just just rest. He just he's chilling. That's it. And you know what? There are other problems with this team. And Eric, you know, he he pointed those out. So I I agree with Eric on that. I'm not arguing. Well, on he that. had him trade away everybody but, so they could but, go and get that championship. But, get AD but, in the championship. Now they're paying me, the price. Let me finish this though. Let me finish by saying this. LeBron, you're right, gets everything he wants. And there's, Eric, as you said, other fundamental issues with the team. But if this is supposed to be your team, Kobe, for example, may he rest in peace, okay? Kobe would have never done this. You give Kobe that injury, you know what he's doing? He's going out there and dropping 50. He's dropping 60. You know why? Because that's what he did. And LeBron, LeBron instead, he's just sitting out, though. LeBron's just sitting out. And to me, it's 2022. I don't care. They're all paper superstars. Nobody has I nobody know. ever do what Jordan did or those guys in the past. Well, my point is, they is don't play through you, you, you see this. Their haircuts is... wrong and they're sitting out. <laughs> the barber messed up. They put the line in the wrong spot. I need a week off. I mean, come on. It, it, no, but I'm just, look, I don't slander LeBron ever. I, we, we rarely talk basketball, but I would never, almost never say anything bad about him. But man, but no, but this is a time where I will. So I'm saying, man. This is the most important game of your season at this current moment. If I you win, already- you don't get eliminated. If you lose, you're out. Get on the court and shut up. Well, I don't think they're eliminated just yet. They're only two back with four. Well, they're to go. two back, and so have- San Antonio has if- a tiebreaker, so they're basically yeah, yeah. three back with four to play. If if yeah, they but if they I think it was yet. the scenario was if they lose tonight and San Antonio wins, it's very it's hard. Over. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's over. over. It's, it's, oh, and they're playing but, the Suns tonight. So you know yeah. if they lose, Mike Caratanudo is going to be all over social media. Good God. John, I listen, John, for everything Let's that we've this. talked about tonight, let me just Let's say this. this. You are my dog, and you know I love you, but you are just so insane sometimes that you make me question what is in the water up there in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Okay? I, I truly have to say that. Uh, it, it, you and Dom DeRubius tonight just decided to <laughs> – Tom's my guy. Just be like this two-on-one handicap match. So, of course, (laughs) you know I have to respond before this show ends. I am challenging you and Dom DeRubius one week from tomorrow night. April 13th, I want Dom DeRubius and John Shear 
on the sports arena. I don't it think it is going I don't to be the three smoke. of us. It is going to be the three of us. I'm not even bringing no one else into the mix. It's going to be the three of us. And I'm going to show y'all Eric, exactly how crazy y'all can be. I don't okay? think you want, I don't think you want to challenge. Oh, John, what do to, I always say? Crazy I am a hard man to find and I want all the smoke. So I'm I don't think you want there. to you ask uh, a, a so crazy boy, man to bring Eric, his crazy Eric, out. Call your boy, Detroit Dom, and let him know. April me, 13th, 10 p.m., I want the two of you on the sports arena. Jake, JB, much love. I'll talk to y'all later. I'd like to Listen. point this out for Eric real quick. He he left, but John. You ran before I, I, I hope can you, give my take. I hope, I hope you know. You didn't even accept it. You just... You just oh you don't want this. You're gonna I go on or not? Does. You're gonna man of up and go I'll or not? Of course I'll be there. I don't back down from anything. Book it. You hear me? Book I'll back it. Down. I got Eric is not here to hear it, but I got thirteen dollars on Eric. Nice. Shaq could want to fight that's me. A, I wouldn't. Back that's a callback. If, but, if but you don't understand the callback, I'm sorry. The question is, do you like broccoli, Jake? That's the question. Bro- oh, broccoli's like fantastic. I hate broccoli. More broccoli. Do you like spinach? Right? I love spinach. Ooh, I love spinach. Everybody loves spinach. Now we're talking. I hate broccoli. It's literally my least favorite thing to eat ever. This has been a most interesting hour tonight. It started off very strange. Um, Well, we'll discuss that later for everyone who wasn't. Whoever missed it, skip the first couple of minutes of the show so you don't, you know, lose your dinner, lunch, or breakfast, whatever time of the day you're watching. Uh, every after that, I thought the show picked up. We had some great guests. It's great. John just had to ruin the beginning. You know, we had some great team. conversation. We wasted some Aaron Rodgers time, which we need to get out of. We need to – I think we should boycott Aaron Rodgers. Hold on. Here we go. All right. John and Dom have both responded. Let's do this, Dom. Eric obviously walked away. Crush Don't blame him. Philly but spirit. Book it. Book it now next week on Sports Arena, 10 p.m. Eastern time, <laughs> April 13th. Dom – and John versus what? my man Eric. And I What's got $13 weigh-in? on Eric. 13 What time's the weigh-in? Uh, well, that is up we, to we should the have a weigh-in. We should have a weigh-in plead the on fifth. Tuesday night before. Oh, John, please the fifth. Okay. On weigh-ins? Hey, that's. All right, Jake. John's already too scared. Where can they find you, Jake? Oh, I'm going first. This is this feels so weird. Okay. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Jake underscore Malik. But more importantly, as you see, scrolling across the bottom of the screen, uh, all our social medias are coming up. So I'll start from the end this time. Uh, DBA television. Uh, we're on, what, 4.30 in the morning? Four. I think four. Okay. So more importantly, Instagram and Twitter at Sideline Sport 1. YouTube and Facebook is Sideline Sports. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TikTok. Um, we got a Facebook page and a group. We're on the YouTube. If you're not watching there, that's where we're. Live every Tuesday, 8.30. We're everywhere. I mean, you know, uh, JB, I'm going to steal your line. Uh, I believe Eric stole it last week. We are, as we like to call ourselves, the people's ESPN. We are, we're not just ESPN, this big conglomerate. No, we're for the people. We want to bring the sports for you people. That's why we bring you the great content that we do and have John make those stupid takes about Bo Jackson not being a great running back. John, I hate to give you the floor, but where can they find you, good sir? Uh, of course, Blue Hawks 13 on Twitter, but more importantly, sidelines, or you can go to sports, the sports arena one.com find a list of all of our shows on there. We got the gauntlet play callers. Um, we got, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot. We just, just literally just go on the website and find it. Just go on the website. I'm just saying, you know, all these great shows that I'm mentioning, we have so many shows, you guys are going to want to check us out. I mean, we're everywhere, man. I, I like to give love to our other guys, not not myself. I'm not a selfish person. Uh, I'm JB underscore the program on Twitter. Got Sideline Sports every Tuesday, 8.30, DB at 8, 4 a.m. We're all over the place. Wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you're watching TV, Roku, Fire Stick, just, just look and find us. You, you, you'll be sorry if you don't. I think we're done tonight. And uh, just saying, ESPN doesn't have a John Shear, a Jake Malik, a JBLs, or an Eric Wilson. So this is the only place in the world where you're going to get these four. And I'll leave, I'll leave everybody with this. We are the people's ESPN. That is a fact. But here's what I will say. 
there's one thing that ESPN is almost lucky they don't have sometime, and that is a John Shear. Because while we love you, John, my Nobody. God, do you say the weirdest and wildest and most absolutely just ridiculous statements like Bo Jackson not being a top running back, John Shear, you, sir, you, sir, be ashamed okay? of yourself. You, I'm always ashamed of are out of order. So, okay, jokes to end on this you. episode, John. You are out of order, sir. Jokes on you, Mr. And with Ellis. that, with that, everybody, we appreciate you tuning in, and we will see you next time. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with ElectroCast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of ElectroCast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join ElectroCast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to ElectroCast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid.